Hey, it's Ted and Tony, and we're super excited to be headed to the Haywood Comic Con in Brownsville, Tennessee, Friday and Saturday, March 10th and 11th at the College Hill Complex. That's right. That's right. We will be doing a live podcast. The 11th at 11. Do we want to tell them what movie we're going to watch? Let's do it. Well, we're watching 2008's Iron Man, which kicked off the MCU universe. So I think it's going to be a great time. We're also going to have a booth set up. We'll be there Friday and Saturday. Friday night and as well. Saturday. It starts at 3 p.m. Friday, March 10th. And um, Saturday, it will go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And that's March 10th and March 11th at the College Hill Complex, located at 127 North Grand Avenue in Brownsville, Tennessee. So tell everybody that you know, every comic book lover, if you've never been to a comic book convention, this, this is a great time to go because this is the very first one in Haywood County, which is very cool. There'll be Ghostbusters there. There'll be Mandalorians and Star Wars cosplay. Lots of panels that Tad and I'll be on and uh, we'll be emceeing throughout the day. Be so a lot of fun. There'll be lots of vendors and lots of stars. So come on out and bring your family and enjoy yourself. So and again, we look forward to seeing you there. The first ever live Overdue Movie Review. Yeah. 11 o'clock at uh, the College Hill Complex on the 11th. We are uh, very thankful for the chance to have this live podcast. So we'll see you March 10th and 11th at the Haywood Comic Con in Brownsville, Tennessee. Hey kids, this week it's Groundhog Day from 1993, so here we go. I'm Tad. And I'm Tony. And we love movies. It feels like that's all we talk about. But when we decided to do a podcast, we couldn't do new movies. Everybody does that. So we're going back, back to the movies of our childhood or movies we haven't seen in a long time. It's our Overdue Movie Review Podcast. Well, Tad is Groundhog's Day again. That's <laughs> right, Woodchuck Chuckers. Oh my goodness. How many times are we going to do this show? <laughs> this is one of the great movies, man. I, the first time I saw this was in 93 with my dad. Mm -hmm. And we watched this annually mm -hmm. on Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. And for years, we would have our own little mini marathon because nobody else would. Was playing them, you right. You know, back Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, you get 24 hours a of Christmas a Christmas story. story. Yeah. And for years, me and my dad have said, why in the world wouldn't you, wouldn't yeah. you do Groundhog Day on right. repeat for 24 right. hours on right. Groundhog Day? Or at least right. a 12-hour marathon. Right. And and we've always and then AMC finally started doing that over mm -hmm. the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Dad, AMC's <laughs> doing it. You're just not watching at the right time. You're watching the Three Stooges and then going over to the Rifleman. That's funny. Um but <laughs> such a such a it's it's one of those movies that it was an instant classic. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved the movie. And it's just become one of those yearly traditional movies you got to watch around Groundhog Day. Yeah. It was a fairly, well, I'm not going to say fairly inexpensive movie, but the budget was $14.6 to $30 million, but it made $105 million at the box office, which during the 90s, that's pretty big. And you got to think, most of that $14 million was probably paying Bill Murray's salary. Yeah, that's true. Because he was huge he was in the huge. early 90s. He was huge. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, and a host of other just unforgettable. Harold Ramis even made a cameo. Brief cameo as the, as the doctor who was, who was checking him out. Of course, Brian Doyle Murray yep. was in it. 
as always, any any Bill Murray movie, you're gonna find gonna, one, at least one of his brothers <laughs> is, in yeah, any Bill Murray yeah, movie, and, yeah. and Brian Doyle is is definitely most one of the uh, one of the repeat offenders, yeah, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah. So it uh, received generally positive reviews. Uh, reviewers were consistent in praise for the film's successful melding of highly sentimental and deeply s- cynical moments, and for the philosophical message beneath the comedy. It was re- it received multiple award nominations and won a BAFTA award for best original screenplay. For all its success, the film marked the end of Ramis and Murray's long collaborative partnership, which produced films like Caddyshack, which is 1980, and Ghostbusters, 1984, which we reviewed. So yeah. go back and listen to that review. Um, the pair did not speak after filming until shortly before Ramis's death in 2014. Yeah, this it's was so sad because this they were was, really good and together. I read a little bit about that. They it, Bill <clears> was <throat> so um worried about getting this role right <laughs> that he was constantly just berating Harold with questions. Like constantly wanting to answer and Harold was like, "I can't sit here at 2 o'clock in the morning and wake up to Bill." Right. So he put an assistant in charge of all of Bill's questions, mm-hmm. and Bill thought he was just ignoring him and pushing him off, and that kind of set started that rift. That again, they didn't that solve was until years. I mean, yeah. ninety three to two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, that's a didn't long solve time. until until Harold was was near his near his death, and mm. and that and there's a moment in Ghostbusters Afterlife mm-hmm. where Bill talking to uh, Pete talking to Venkman or talking to, to <laughs> Egon. talking to Egon. Mm-hmm. It was like that was Bill his talking. His apology is basically his apology yeah. to yeah. to to Harold, and it's one of those things. that's like we wanted a Ghostbusters movie and wanted a Ghostbusters movie, and that rift was one of the reasons we could never. Right, get one. we always wanted one, and I remember Dan Aykroyd talking about well, if we could get Bill on board, and that one time he sent him a script, and Bill Murray tore it into pieces and tried to eat it or something like that. <laughs> right. It was some crazy, but. Um, but it was that rift between Man. from this movie because we always thought we might get a Ghostbusters three with all of them. Uh-huh. Well, we were actually expecting one earlier, like earlier than what it, what we Much got. Much earlier, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we were expecting one earlier than the girl Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. We actually thought they were coming back. I mean, we heard rumors that they're coming back. They're coming back. And that um, was about the time they did the the video game in two thousand nine. Yeah, and that's and they're like, that oh, was the closest we probably were ever going to get. We're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they didn't have to be in a room together, and they could record all their stuff separately. And I mean, he actually did agree to a Ghostbusters movie because yeah. he did the video game. It's pretty much game. a video. I mean, it's a movie. I mean, <laughs> if you if you really want your Ghostbusters three fix, that's it. Of course, Bill Murray's brother is in that movie also. Absolutely, He's <laughs> in that be. video game. So, but um, but Groundhog's Day. I mean, they work so well together. You would think Bill Murray would have trusted him. Like, well, we've had this success. Well, and this was a different type of movie than he had ever done, though. Yeah. You know, this was, you know, he had been doing the the silly comedies. Even What About Bob was silly. Yes, it was. You know, so he'd been, silly. like, it was all, all comedic. And this one had more heart to it. It did. It than did. really anything it ever done. And it was, again, the philosophical nature mm-hmm. of what would happen if you were to live in a time loop and live the same day over and over and over again. Yeah. Bill even asked, uh, as Phil Connors asked a question, you know, what would you do? I was, I, I was, I was trapped in, yes, I was, I was I on an island today? with, with this. Why couldn't I just live that day over right. and over again? Right. Cause know. you want to learn nothing. And, and right. <laughs> but, and, and, but it's like Bill Murray did such a great job playing this character. 
that you know he really wanted to be taken seriously right. in this role. Yes, right. there's humor in it, but he wanted to be taken serious for this role and somebody that could be redeemed, you know, mm-hmm. as as more than just a goofball. It is, it's again, it's more than on just the screen in his in his career. He wanted to be known as something more than just the comedian, mm-hmm. more than just the funny guy, and he plays a great leading man in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says several filmmakers have spoken of their appreciation for Groundhog Day or cited it as an inspiration in their own careers. Um, the film's success helped to legitimize the use of fantasy in mainstream comedy films, laying the groundwork for future fantasy companies such as Liar Liar, The Truman Show, and Click, which I love. I love well, Click yeah. with Adam Sandler. Yes. It's hilarious. Very much so, especially with the element of time. Yeah. And and really all three of or all of those pictures, yeah. um, especially click, yeah, um, with the element of just fast forwarding through time. Right. Um, I I, I love that uh, a lot of uh, religions were on board with this movie. Really, yeah, there were a lot of of religious organizations that came out and said <clears throat> thank you for doing this movie, praise the work on how they interpreted how you would deal with this philosophical issue and right. and and maybe even and sometimes even reincarnation and this that and the other you know right. and it was like they they praised Harold Ramis and Bill Murray for their work on the movie right right so we're we're Tad and I talked about it we're not going to go through a step by step thing cuz we want you to watch the movie we want you to watch the movie so we're talking more about what we got from the movie and how we felt about it one of the things that I got from Groundhog's Day was I, just watching it again recently was that in my mind, I didn't really think about the whole love aspect or whatever. Well, he actually started off as lust. He didn't really love Andy McDowell's character because he didn't know her. Like she, exactly. she tells him, you, you don't, don't know me. me. You don't know me. <laughs> but it's, it's so weird that he had just met her. This was their first assignment together. And by maybe the third, as far as we know, the third or fourth time that he had went through the loop, he started liking her, which we don't know why, because they didn't really talk to each other because he was so egotistical and, and, you know, all full of self or whatever. And um, he meets Nancy yes. at the cafe, and he gets all these questions from her. And it's not because he, he it's almost like he, it's not because he wants Nancy. He wants to use her body. He was like, he he yes, he's like, I know all the pickup lines I've got to make. Right. If I tell her that I know, I know her, yeah. then, then this. Then so this if I happen. get all these questions, I act right. like I know her, and then we can, you know, and it's the Ned Ryerson effect. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Ned Ryerson. This is the way I've always seen this movie. Ned Ryerson mm-hmm. is stuck in a time loop, too. Oh, you think so? I think so. <laughs> because you think about it. What did he ask? The same questions that Bill Murray asked Nancy. Hey, you know, it, 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 he comes up to him. Phil? Phil uh-huh. Connors? Uh-huh. From, and then he talks about his high school. Yeah, that's Remember, right. I did the whistling belly button. And I did it and Phil has no clue, but he's right. being polite. Yeah. So my my view, and, and what does is, what is Ned Ryerson sell? Life insurance. Life insurance. Yeah. If he ever gets out of the loop, he's got everybody getting their life insurance because he's got all their wow. stories. He gets all of them to buy into their life insurance. If he ever gets out of the loop, he's a rich man. Wow. And he does. He, he, he ends up. He ends up getting Phil's got term life, whole yeah. life, this, that, and the other. Yeah. What if Ned Ryerson was originally stuck? He in might the loop? have been. We, ne- we don't we'll never know. know. Oh, that's crazy. That's but crazy. when Bill asked Nancy in the cafe in the diner, he's like, "Hey, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? Mm-hmm. Your twelfth your your grade English teacher was." Mm-hmm. He never yeah. gave her any information and, about himself. Exactly, and he just disappears. Well, the next day he finds her in the he because he had seen her in the grove mm-hmm. in the park as he walked up every morning. Mm-hmm. He sees her dancing right there, so he. 
Nancy, mm-hmm. Nancy Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know, and he really goes into and he lures her, and, and they end up, you know, having a night together. Yeah. And he calls her Rita, Rita. <laughs> Andy McDowell's like, character. No, who's Rita? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Marry me. And then he's like, Oh, Rita. Yeah, because he's just using her body, and yeah, I'm like, Yeah, care. that's the sleaziest thing in the world, yeah. dude. He's but like, again, what would you do if you knew that at 6 a.m. you would wake up? And no consequences to your actions the day before because yesterday would, never happened. I don't know if I would do that, but that was that's I mean, and but that's the philosophical that's question that this thing. movie raises. Right. You know, if you're gonna if you're living in a in a one day over and over and over again, yeah. and when you wake up in the morning, yesterday never happened because yesterday is today. Right. What would you do with it? And that's and he goes through a litany yeah. of things. Well, and like the guy who wrote this, he said that he actually got his inspiration from Anne Rice's Lassat. Like, what would it, you know, what is it like for vampires to have immortality? And I always remember this comic book, Mr. Mitchitz Pitalik, who was an imp in Superman comics, um, back in the 80s, right when they were getting ready to revamp, restart the DC universe back in the 80s, before I got into comic books, really. Um, there's a book called Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which is like Superman died, and they're telling the story about what happened, what led up to that. And Mr. Mitchitz Pitlick apparently was behind all the, the bad guys, like turning super evil and like killing people in this book. And Superman is like, well, you were always so nice and you always did pranks and stuff and it was always lighthearted stuff and I would trick you and get you to say your name backwards or whatever. <laughs> right. and, and then we, you know, go on through our days and 90 days later you pop up and we do it all over again. Right. He's like, what happened to you? And he said, you know what? I've been alive for so long. I've spent 5,000 years as a good little, cheerful little imp. And now I'm trying to be bad for the next 5,000. So, because he had got tired of doing the same thing, the like you said, for five thousand years, you're doing again. the same thing over and over again every single day. Then you try something different. So, for like Phil Connors, he does that. He 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 eventually starts like listening to Rita, and he he. he but he's not really listening to her. He's just getting to the point where I know her so well. I know this about her, that about her, this, that, the other. I can but make her like me. Yeah, I can make her like me, but do I? you're not really getting to know who she really is because right. you're just getting facts from her. You're not asking exactly. her, like why do he, you feel he this He learns way? her favorite drink. He right. learns that she doesn't like fudge mm-hmm. and what kind of ice cream she mm-hmm. likes mm-hmm. and this, that. And, he, and yes, it's and it's almost like he's just making a list of yeah. who she got is, this, got this. Mm-hmm. not who she is. Right, right, you know? right. He's, he's making what she likes, not who she is. And then, and then right when Phil has gotten comfortable with starting all over again because he's just doing the same thing over and over because it's just a script for him. She says this, I say that, this is what the act, reaction is. And then he gets to a point where it's almost like a great day. He's got her to his little um, bed, bed and breakfast um, room, and they've had a great day together. Mm-hmm. They've kissed each other, and you know it snowed, and they've danced and everything. He's just like, great, this is the day I've been waiting for. And then it just goes south. And then every day after that, it well, and keeps and going like he, south he's because like, he's forcing it. He's like, I love you. And yeah. she's like, you don't know me. You don't me. know me. Yeah. And that, and then all of a sudden, it's like, that's when he realizes that nothing he does. Yeah. Because it's like, at first, it's like, 
when he first gets caught in that day, it's, there's the confusion. Yeah. It's and what I, I read is what like it's almost like he goes through the five stages of a grief. Denial, yeah, you know, he yeah, goes grief, through the uh, denial, like what is mm-hmm. going on? This can't be the same day. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into like the the part where he's like taking advantage uh-huh. of the time loop. Mm-hmm. He learns the patterns of the uh, uh, of the I mean, armored guards, yeah, yeah, so he can car. steal the money. <laughs> yeah. He goes and gets the piano lessons because mm-hmm. with the stolen money, he pays mm-hmm. the piano lessons and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And then he gets to that day, and it's just like nothing I can do right. is ever going to make gonna... this day in. And that's when he falls into that depression stage. Yeah, and that's when he tries to unalive himself. Over and, I, and over and, and over and the again. Thing, the thing that I figured is the reason why he wanted to kill himself is because the Rita thing was not working anymore. Exactly. It was not working. Like the first like time. Like I said, that's, he, it, it, I, I can't <clears throat> get out of the loop by doing that. Right. There's only one way out. And I, I don't even really think it was, I don't even really think he was thinking about getting out of the loop. It was just that. It worked the first time. It worked, you know, well, it didn't work the it first time. It worked up time. to it a worked, point. Yeah, it worked up to a point. I got her almost here. I got I tried to get her to stay. And then after that, I just started getting smacked in the face over and over again. We don't know how many times Rita rejected him after that. Right. But we know that he wasn't getting any further to get her to right. that room anymore. Exactly. And it was just overwhelming. Like, I, I'm already alone in this. There's nobody else, as far as I know, that's, that's dealing experiencing with this. this. Yeah. And I want her. I want her. But why do you want her, Phil? Because you just don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. You want it, that she takes your mind off of it because you know she'll be well, there because she's on assignment with on you. On top of the fact that from Harold Ramis's accounts, he spends a little over ten years stuck in That's this day. That's so crazy. Could you imagine ten years ten in years one day? And- you can fall in love with somebody after ten years. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like all the time that Bi- that Phil has spent falling in love with Rita. Yeah. She's Rita still on day nothing. one. Yeah, yeah. She's still on day yeah. one, yeah. and that again sends him into that depression where yeah. he's like, he's "I just like, got I just want to. I, I don't want to do this day yeah. anymore." Yeah. And he realizes that that's not even helping because every day at six a.m. It's happening all I, over. I got again. you, babe. Yeah, yeah. And well, so he I wakes like... up, and and it's just he does, the, and and then and then there's that turning point. You know, where he's like, you know what? If I'm going to have to live this day over and over again, I might as good. well make something good out of it. Right. He starts helping people. Yeah. He starts, you know, he, he learns he the learns, other patterns. Yeah, he, learns, he learns that the mayor the, is going to choke on that hot dog, or yeah. that piece of steak. Yeah. He learns the, the kid's going to fall, fall out of the tree. tree. He learns that those the old ladies are going to have the flat, flat tire. Mm-hmm. And he starts trying to help every day. And he day. helps those kids who were having doubts about getting married. Yes. Played Michael Shannon was... Was the guy. Was that Michael Shannon? That was Michael Shannon. Oh, that's crazy. Who plays Fred. I need to yeah. watch that again. I knew that dude looked <laughs> A very young familiar. Michael yeah. Shannon, yes. Yeah, I knew that dude looked familiar, but I couldn't remember what he was from. But, but and there's there's a point in the middle of this where he's, you know, the, oh, that, he's trying to where he's, the eating, ev- well, where he's oh, yeah. eating everything, and, and, and Rita's like, what are you, he's like, why are you doing I, this? I, I can't die. You know, yeah. I think I'm a god. I'm a god. I, not the god, but right. a god. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you ever think that God. Has, doesn't know everything. He's just been around long enough to know everything. <laughs> you know, and I was like, again, a very philosophical question. If you're around long enough, you will know everything yeah. because you've been around forever. Right. You know, and so he learns these ins and outs. Uh, again, one of his things he tries to help, that old man that constantly asked yeah, him for money mm-hmm. and he kept ignoring him. Oh, you're mm-hmm. gross. You're a homeless mm-hmm. man. He eventually tries to help him. He yeah. calls him dad. Yeah. Pop. Pops. You know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he's, he takes him on and, and, the nurse goes. Sometimes people just yeah, die. Yeah, he died at old age, and he he's just, just it old. was just unacceptable to him because he's like, yeah. 
I got to go through this day again. So I'm going to save him. I'm going to find then, a way to save him. And like, when he realizes that he can't, he can't. I can do whatever I can to save somebody, somebody else. Somebody else. Like, like, how many times did he catch that kid falling out of the yeah, tree? Yeah, we have no idea. He's like, it, yeah, I catch every, every day. day. Yeah. Every day I do this. Like, you ne not, never a thank you. Every once in a while, we get like little glimpses of how much time has passed for him because he, him and Rita go to his, um, his room and he's throwing the card in, in the hat. And she was like, how, how long does it take you to do this? She said, I'll never figure out how to do this. He said, six months and a Six couple, months tops, four or uh, five four hours, hours a day. day. Yeah, I'm like, no problem. oh my goodness. That, and that means that there was at one point where for four hours a day, he, he was just sitting there doing that. He did that for six months. That. When he's watching Jeopardy. Yeah. You know, sitting he there on the couch, <laughs> and he's answering the questions before they're asked yeah. at like one point. <laughs> and they're like, wow. Even the people in the living yeah, room are clapping at, yeah. Applauding. Yeah. That's crazy. And That's so, so it's crazy. it's like, you know, it's one of those things, again, one, and they, they, once he finally, you know, at least I'm going to change everything. He, like mm -hmm. I say, he's taking the piano lessons. He's getting really good. Mm -hmm. And then he starts but he's to not, say, Now, he's not doing the piano lessons for himself. He's doing the piano lessons because, because Rita, Rita likes a likes dude who, piano. who has like, inst yeah. plays instrument. Well, so. and that's the way it starts. Yeah. But then. But he really course, gets into he it. He really because, gets yeah, into it. He really, really enjoys playing the piano. And, that last day, like, oh, that's, a, I mean, 10 years, never knowing that. It's almost, it's quantum leap. It's yes. quantum leap. I, there's never you, a way it, out yeah, of the loop. Yeah, you never think. So I'm just going to do, day. I'm just going to live my life yeah, to the just, fullest. Yeah, he, and kept, he kept doing it. And so that last day, everything's. Everything clicks. And he's not, and it's all, he's not trying. He's just doing that's, because he's done be, it Exactly. So much. He's gotten he's got to that point to where it. he's like, you know what? I'm just going to, every day is going to be the, my best day. Right. Right. And you know that's that's the morning where he gives the big speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, when uh, Foxatoni Field yeah, sees the shadow. Yeah. When Chekhov. Yeah. So you know it's, <laughs> the great long winter. It's, yeah. it's like you know, so it's like he gives this big great speech that everybody is just enamored mm -hmm. over. I mean, the other how often does that happen? Other stations, well, the other news stations are like, oh, forget our anchors here. Let's listen to Phil. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you've got. Uh, after that, Rita's like, hey, you want to go? And he's like, listen, I got some errands to run. She's yeah. like, errands? What are you going to yeah. do? We're not going to be here that long. That's when you see him saving the kid. You mm -hmm. see him saving the the mayor, keeping him from choking. Yeah. His brother, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see him uh, Get the old ladies getting the, the old ladies the tire. Mm -hmm. and, stuff like that. and then the next thing you know, it pops up and it's, we're at that bar. Yeah. Where we're... And I he had been trying. I think to. the bartender's in on the loop too. You know too. what? I thought the same thing. Every time I see it, he looks at him and he he would roll scenes, his eyes like uh, the come scenes on, again? where he was learning Rita's favorite drink. Uh huh. He rolls his eyes like, mm. yeah, you keep on. I, I've yeah, seen it's this like move he was before. Sin, yeah. yeah. I wondered if he was like an angel watching all of it like so the whole you, time. You, you get know. to that bar, you see Chris and Nancy. Yeah. Or Chris Elliott. I, don't, I can't Chris remember what his name is. I can't remember what his character's name is. Well. He played Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry the right. cameraman. So uh, Larry is there with Nancy, mm -hmm. you know, the one, the woman that Bill tried to woo early in the movie, mm -hmm. and he's trying to hit on her and stuff. And he, he's, he, I love it because they're getting drinks. He's like, and Rita comes up, "Where's Phil?" He's like, "Ah, oh, I think he's in there." Yeah, you know. Oh, let's go see him. And Nancy's like, "Yeah, let's go." Right, right. And right. Larry's like, "Sure." And he lays down a nice tip. And as Nancy walks away, he pulls he half it of it yeah, back. That's so crazy. I was like, "Yep, that's a, <laughs> that's that guy, right?" But yeah, and he's—I mean—Phil's in there like, and he jamming. is entertaining the crowd. Yeah, he's he, playing the piano. He's, uh, he's and, not thinking about Rita or anybody. He's just having he's, fun. He's—he like, is, he is fully again live your life to the fullest. He is fully into yeah. this town, and he is helping them celebrate everybody. everybody and and of yeah. course, his piano teacher mm -hmm. was she was the leader of the band. She got him the gig, right? 
right, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and she's sitting there just eating it up. Rita finds him. She walks up and she's like, he's really good. She's like, he's my student. Right. Like, what? <laughs> and of course, you only had him for a day. Uh, again, a couple of hours we've, of that day. We've been in this time loop with, right. with uh, Phil Connors. Mm-hmm. Rita's like, He's been here a day. He's and got he, a pan, piano teacher. Does he come here all the time? Right, right, you know? right, right. So you're sitting there, you're looking at it from the opposite side of the corner. You're like, wow, this dude. Mm-hmm. Like by that last day, the one that the day that people will remember. Yeah. This dude really was a committed. Hero. Yeah, he he was, was committed yeah. to this town and this, yeah. you know, and, and the way he lived. And 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 of course, you know, they they end up uh uh Doing the bachelor auction. Yeah. And Rita's everybody's bidding. Yeah. It's a bidding war over Phil Connors. Rita clears her checking. She checks the balance on her registry. You, know? <laughs> you, you, you remember, right. remember when you used to keep a registry yeah, for your checkbook, your checkbook and she checks it and she's got. down to the penny. Right, right. Sold, right? Well then Larry's like, I'm gonna see what I can get. And he gets sold to the old ladies for twenty five cents. He's trying to get Nancy. Nancy's trying to bid on Phil. Right. You know? Right. Anyway, so so you spend the, they spend the night together, like and just a, a casual just regular, night. Yeah, he's not trying just, to sleep where he is. He has fallen in love with her. Mm-hmm. Because and, like, and, he, and he basically shows that when he goes to carve that ice sculpture. Uh-huh. And she's like, Wow, how did you do that? He's like, I, I could, could do this, I with, could my do eyes this closed. with my eyes closed. Wow. I know your face so well. Yeah. <laughs> and again, looking at it from the other point, like, how well does he know right, me? This I'm is a just new the producer. First day that you all work together. Yeah, I'm a new producer. This yeah. is really our first time working together. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. well do you know me? But yeah. again, he has he's fallen in love over the last ten years, and there's mm-hmm. nothing he's could have been he could he's done, been able to do about it. Right. And right. then six o'clock. Yeah. The alarm clicks over. And she I, turns and, it off. And it's, I got you, babe. And yeah. he's like, no. Yeah, he's like, it happened again. And then, and she then her over. arm reaches over to turn it off. And he's and you can see the joy in his face yeah. like, what yeah. day is yeah, it? Yeah. And she's like, it's February 3rd. He's like, it's tomorrow. <laughs> he jumps up, throws the window right. open like, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? He said, absolutely nothing. Right, right, right. Everything is as it should. Everything's yeah. right. Everything's set as it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's a day that he has waited Years for that's so crazy. Waited that's a so decade crazy. for this day, and, and, and then he's like, he's so excited and, about it, and, he, and she's like, Phil, why weren't you like this last night? And he was like, it was the end of a very long day, a very long day. <laughs> when you think about it, you look at the character evolution from when the first of the movie he's doing the He's doing the weather report in Pittsburgh, and he's, he's a very egotistical guy. I mean, very he, egotistical. He doesn't like women, but he's very entertaining he, as well. He, yeah, he, you know, he was the he, way he was, you know, inter- like he was. He yeah. was a very, you know, like, oh, this is a weather guy I could watch. Yeah, but he talked to his coworker. He called her hairdo. <laughs> hairdo. <laughs> the best how, nickname of the movie. <laughs> that's Easy how he. Hairdo. That's how he felt about women. He didn't. He didn't I, really I don't want think Rita, it was women. He didn't it want, was anybody. Well, remember, he didn't want Rita to be his producer. He no. didn't want no woman being. He like I've done I, like this I said, before. I don't think it was a woman thing. I just think he he didn't think that he needed anybody. But he, he was because it would. I don't think it would have mattered mattered if it was a female co anchor or, or a male anchor. Right. He would have been he the same been way. Like, like yeah. I don't care. I'm gonna be. Shh, I got to go to Punxsutawney for this thing. I'll be back. Yeah, he really didn't. Like want even to be even him. his the 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 the. The other weather guy, mm-hmm. who who was um, this dude? I can't remember his name. He just recently passed away. He was on Sex in the City uh, as as uh, uh, Stanford. Yeah, I know uh, you're Carrie's talking about. best friend. Uh-huh. He was also in Boy Meets World as the assistant manager of uh, Alan the Matthews' food? store. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So like, I, I remember. I cannot for the life of me remember his name, and that's going to haunt me for like <laughs> a, a week and a half. My wife would be like, "Dude, you know his name." <laughs> um, but anyway, he like when he's like. 
I can do I can do the five o'clock tomorrow if you want me to. He's like, Oh I'll yeah, be fine. yeah, I know you're yeah. back. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's male or female. He doesn't he doesn't like anybody. Right. You know, he always he takes pot shots at Larry the camera guy. Yeah. You know, but he was he was a, he was he started off as a sexist pig. Oh yeah, because he was. I, he, like, I think he was just a pig. Yeah, because he, she asked not, he was him. A pig. She actually she, she said she said you're incredible. He said who told you? Who told you? Yeah. Maybe so, you can help me with my pelvic tilt or something like that. Right. I'm like, whoa, dude! Like, that's it, sexual but, harassment. Yeah, you just met her. <laughs> but it, but by the end of the movie, it's a complete. It's a complete different person. I mean, he is he's a genuine person. He's learned to care for other people, and but and, you know, it's crazy. The the thing about the end of the movie, because like we said, Phil has had ten years to fall in love with Rita. Yeah, Rita only had has a has had a had day, a day, not even a full day, and he's become. He's become the man that she could love. Right. But she doesn't love him because she's, she doesn't know Phil. Phil hasn't told us about his childhood or any of those things. We don't know any the of only as thing far we, as we've yeah, seen. The only thing seen. we know about his childhood is that Ned Ryerson was dated part of it. Right, and dated his sister, <laughs> dated his sister. until he told, her, told him to stop. But we, you know, we don't know anything about Phil. It's like it's kind of like the reverse of Scrooge. Like in Scrooge, we got to find out about Francis Xavier Cross. Yeah, and you know his love for his mom, which you know is a given almost. But um, we just saw the things that led up to who he became, Mm -hmm. and now we we get to see just who he is becoming. Right, right, and and so you're right. Oh my God, this is Scrooge. Yeah, it's Scrooge. Dude, like this taints the whole movie. Taints the whole movie for me. Now, I never, I never thought about it in that way. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, re, I mean, he at the end of the movie, he's talking about let's live here, let's rent to start, and I'm, I'm like, dude, that's a little fast for right. Well, we've only been together for one day. That is, I've only but, known you for one day. For, but again, he's not looking at it from that perspective. Right. He's like. I've had ten years to fall in love with you. Let's start our start the rest of our lives right now. Right, right, right. You know, so she may be she may be on board. She may be one of those type that falls in love easy. She could, be. you know. So we, we don't know. And again, if he's really been genuine for even that one day that mm-hmm. they spent together, like that could be enough to always gonna be, that could be right. that could be enough to say this is who this guy really is. Right. And when he says, "Let me, I'm going to leave my whole, I'm going to leave that old life behind. I want to stay here and be with these people that I've really come to know and love." Willie Garson. Willie Garson. Oh, yes. <laughs> Willie Garson. Yeah, he, he sadly passed away from cancer uh, yeah. during the filming of... Uh, Sex in the City's the, new the, season. The new series, yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, such a great actor. And yeah. in that role, you're like, man, he gets ripped real quick right there. And that's the only time you see him in the movie is right there at the beginning. Crazy. But it's like, it makes you want to... It makes you want to... Makes you want to see what 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 happens next. Right, right. Does does she get stuck in a day? Is she stuck in a loop? And that's why she says, "Sure, let's live here." Well, here's, because she's been living February third over and over and over again. Here's a question. Here's the answer to your question, Tad. Um, a video game narrative sequel was released in September 2019 called Groundhog Day, like Father, like Son. Wow. Um, it was uh, published by Sony Pictures Virtual Reality for PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, and HTC Vive. The game cast players as Phil's son, Phil Connors Jr., who has grown up in the shadow of his beloved father. Phil Jr. becomes trapped in his own time loop in Puxatani and is forced to help others and improve himself to earn his freedom. Yeah. 
although it received mixed critical reviews. So we don't we don't really know if Phil and Rita actually worked out, but we know Phil was with somebody long enough to have a kid. Right. And he told his kid about what happened to him. <laughs> and apparently his child believed him or just had in the back of his thought his mind, my dad's nuts. And then it happens. <laughs> and then to it him. happens, yeah. <laughs> Well, he said, what if, what if, you know, we're, we're sitting here looking at it as Rita's only known him for a day, really. What if Rita got stuck on February 3rd? Wow. You're right? Just, just imagine this. Wow. So she's stuck in February, he's stuck in February 2nd, she's stuck in February 3rd. So every morning she wakes up with Phil Connor. Wow. Because of that, like that, you know, so that February 2nd, she had a great day with Phil. Every day starts a new day, you know. So at her end, at the end of her loop, she goes... This beginning of the this, day, I'm with this wonderful you dude. You know, I'm, I'm okay with, yeah, I'm going to start the rest of my life with him. Yeah, we'll rent here. No problem. That's so And that's crazy. how they get out of the day. That's crazy. I love that. I love that. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to share this part. The narrative concept of someone trapped in a repeating segment of time can be traced back to 1904 and is a popular trope, particularly in science fiction. But Groundhog's Day was responsible for pop, pop, popularizing the idea to the general public. Time loops have been have since been used in several films, including Naken, which came out in 2000, which I don't know anything about. The Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal was really good. That came out in 2011. The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise was really good. Okay. It, it, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Um, Happy Death Day, 2017, and its sequel, um, happy Death Day to you. And the only reason why I know this is because I love Happy Death Day. <laughs> um, it's good because in the movie, this is how big Groundhog's Day has become. The movie has become. That in the movie, they they mention Groundhog Day. This, oh, is, wow. this is Groundhog Day. Well, and, and the girl has never the girl who's reliving every every day has never seen Groundhog's Day. And the dude's <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? You haven't seen Groundhog Day with Bill Murray? And she's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, are you are, are you, you serious? Me? Yeah. Um, I think the way they pitched it, pitched it was Groundhog Day as a horror movie or something like that, which is perfect. I mean, that tells me everything I need to know. She's gonna keep up, keep and the, the way it happened in her movie was that she every time she died at the end of the day, her day would start over. So she had to die to start the day, the day to start yeah. over. And every time she did, it hurt her. Oh. It was hurting her. She was actually dying because it was actually killing her every time she died. Oh, man. So, it, I mean, but watch the Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to watch that. is pretty good. But you're right. This this film has become so popular that when you have a day mm-hmm. that seems like you've already done it before, yeah. or like when you're constantly doing the same thing, thing after, after, what do you say? He's like, oh, it's like Groundhog Day. Yep. yep. It's just like I'm living the same day over yep. and over and over again. That's yep. become the, the terminology for it. It's become a, a colloquialism. Uh, if you will. Um, even Star Trek Voyager mm-hmm. used this time loop uh, in yeah. an episode called Coda mm-hmm. where it's like every like every, Captain Janeway and, and Chakotay are on a, on a mission. <laughs> I say this because I just watched an episode <laughs> of it. And and she dies and then it's when she dies it reboots to the back to the shuttle and then but she realizes she's on the verge of death and they're trying to woo her away and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it, mm-hmm. But that, it's that same philosophy right. of the time loop. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it's become like you said, it's become a very popular trope since Groundhog Day, even though it was popularized before then. Right, right. Nearly a century before. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the, my favorite movies have dealt with time. Well, time, 
like Back to the Future, right? Or, or um, the Time Machine, because we all wish we could. Sometimes we do wish we could go back and repeat a day, because sometimes we are not our best selves, right? And and the message of this movie is to always be your best self, which is very hard to do because life happens to you. People say things on one day which they really didn't mean. And you can either hold it against them or move on and just keep going, um, which is a very hard thing. It's, oh, yeah. It's a no very doubt. hard thing to do. And it's very hard to be our best selves because, they're, like, we, like I said, there's so much that bogs us down from day to day. There's so much responsibilities that we have. And if we had a day to repeat everything and we knew how this day was going to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a lot easier <laughs> it to be prepared like you said, for for what's going to happen with him when he realizes he's living in the same day over and over again. At first, he takes advantage of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he slowly learns that I can be better. Mm-hmm. And he starts to what What do I need to do today to be the best version of myself? And right. he had to get to that point, right? I mean, that was a ten year journey, yeah, it took to time. get to that point. Yeah. So, you know, if again, if you're worried about you know not living your best life, it's not an easy fix. It's not going to happen sometimes, overnight. It's literally not going to happen gonna overnight. Sometimes it's going to take ten years, <laughs> yeah. to be able to live your best self. But the message yeah. of this movie is to try to live your best life, right? And and if you have to get stuck in the same day to do it, do it. <laughs> It says that um, Ruben, uh, let me get his first name. His first name is Danny Ruben wrote the story. Yeah, Danny Ruben. Um, Danny Ruben wrote the story. It said he spent eight weeks working on the story, seven making notes to define the rules and characters, and one writing the script. But he struggled to establish a cause for the time loop, which we didn't need to know what the time, what the what well, the cause of it was. Yeah, that, that was, was not necessary. And, and originally, the movie was going to start in the middle of the time loop. Oh, that and not been... even kind of give you as to why he got you know what happened mm. or whatever. But then Harold Ramis was like, "Let's start at the beginning when he gets stuck in the right because that's we need to be on the journey with him." And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and again, we don't need to know why he gets stuck. We can assume. Several different things. You know, we can assume it's because he was a horrible person. He got stuck until he became mm-hmm. a better person. You mm-hmm. know, so I think I'm leaving it open to interpretation. Right, is the magic. Well, of this It's movie. kind of like it. Well, I, I was gonna say it's kind of like Last Action Hero. We knew why. I, I think you needed the ticket, but other people disagreed. Why you know you didn't need the ticket to to be able to venture into the in. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says that. Uh, uh, Ruben, he hoped the film could become a perennial holiday favorite, like It's a Wonderful Life and a Charlie Brown Christmas, which it has. It ha- Successfully done. So. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> it actually has happened. We also know that there were Ruben's original script was rewritten by Ramuses to end up to to kind of like punch it up, yeah, giving you the comedy effect of it, right. Um, Oh, I like this. Ramus admitted that he did not laugh while reading Ruben's script. He was interested in the underlying underlying spirituality and romance present, but thought it needed more humor. The pair discussed the core ideas in the script, raising parallels between it and the concepts of, of Buddhism and reincarnation. They also discussed whether it was ethical for Superman, a superhuman being with the power to save their li- the lives of countless people and prevent disasters, to effectively... Waste time on adventures with his partner Lois Lane. Huh. That's a very interesting concept. Yeah. And and to answer his question, because I'm a nerd, there was when when Clark reveals himself in the comic book to Lois Lane, she asked him a question. 
you know, why do you do this? Why, why do you do what you do? And he says, because I'm, I'm the only one who can. I'm the only one who can. And I remember in Lois and Clark, Lois was struggling with being with Clark because she was like, well, the time that he spends rescuing me and saving me, he could be saving somebody else. Right. And so I'm almost a hindrance. I'm his. I'm another former kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. Because he can't be on call all the time. But see, Superman doesn't want to be on call all the time. And it's not the thing that Lex Luthor didn't understand about Superman was Lex Luthor thought, here's this alien who's making himself look better than human beings. I hate that. Because right. I built myself up from the ground. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I built this successful thing and most of Metropolis belongs to me because I'm the one who give people jobs or whatever. I'm the savior. I'm the savior. And for Superman, it's, I'm not the savior. I'm just helping. I'm just the guy I'm just that here can to help. help. Right. Yeah. I'm just here to help. I'm not taking the jobs from the police officers. I'm not taking the jobs from the, the doctors or, or the people, you know, firefighters. They still are valuable because I don't want to do this all the time. <laughs> right. I want to live. I want to be a regular person. A movie. Right. I want to be a regular person. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be on call 24-7. I need the break because if I don't, I'll lose my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, too much. And it, and that's a that's a, a a common thing in hero stories. Uh huh. You know, in Batman stories, you mm -hmm. find the same thing. Sometimes he just wants to be able to take the mask off, mm -hmm. even though in other incarnations the mask is Bruce is Wayne. Bruce Wayne, right? Um, but in Disney's Hercules, it's the same thing. You know, uh, he he starts. I say it's my favorite movie. Mine too. Uh, my favorite animated <laughs> movie, and. Um, he, he there's a point where he just wants a day off, right? So Meg spends the day with him, and she she's she's been uh, hired by Hades to yeah. know, get his secrets, and she's mm -hmm. like, "You're never going to beat him. He has no weaknesses." He's like, "Maybe I'm not throwing the right curves at him." Right, so right. He, he uses realized, Meg yeah. against that him, and that's his that's his weakness yeah. was his soft spot for Meg. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's that that fine line between your personal life can be your weakness as a hero. Right, right, right. I know in Spider Man, it's the same thing with. Peter. Yeah. If I, I, I don't want, uh, and it's always, <clears throat> in every hero thing, and it's always, I love her so much, I don't want her to get hurt. We can't be together. Right. And then the woman is like, I can handle it. Let me share the load with you so you won't be by yourself. <laughs> He's like, but if you try to share this load with me, you're going to die. <laughs> right, right. And right. I'm going to be to blame for it. Right, right. And, it, and it, a lot of it's not, I, I don't think I can protect you. It's just, what if I'm not there that day? Ask Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man uh, uh, what he would change about his relationship with Gwen Stacy. Uh, he would have probably stayed away from her. Yeah. He probably would have stayed. Yeah. And in fact, her dad <laughs> asked him to in the first Amazing Spider-Man. first movie. Look, I admire what you do, Peter. We need Spider-Man, apparently. But don't be Spider-Man with my daughter. Right. Stay you're away gonna from get her. her hurt. Yeah, you're gonna get it. You got me killed. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a police officer, so that was gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was a possibility. But my daughter is gonna stick. He knew his daughter so well, she's gonna be by your side. Yeah. You cannot tell Gwen not to be with you because that's who Gwen is. She 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 will die for once she's with you. She will die for you. And she literally does. <laughs> <Did. laughs> right. Yes. So, you know, I you know. That's a, like I said. That's a common trope in in yeah. hero stories, and and we kind of and most time that's the reason why it doesn't work because like even in the Batman movies, Vicky Vale doesn't stick around because nope. the job the the, the <laughs> just job of justice outshine their actual relationship. Right. Um, 
Dr. Chase Meridian. I mean, it's, you know, that's the thing. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne usually doesn't a, have anybody because he he's can't so keep focused a stable on that relationship. Fight. Right. Yes. He's so focused on that fight. Um, but like that's what makes Superman different because Superman is in a way to, is almost more human than Batman. Well, he's able to compartmentalize. Right. Because his origin story is way different. Is vastly different. Right. He was raised on those on farm, Midwestern values. Yeah, he parents. wasn't he he didn't become Superman because of some tragic accident. Right. Right. He became superhero. There because was a need he, for it. It was a need. Right. Batman became a uh, Batman, Batman that be, night. When that his night when his died. parents were died. Yeah. He became Batman because of tragedy. that tragedy. Yeah. And, and that's, he vowed this will never happen never to, anybody to anybody else, else again. And anybody that any girlfriend, any wife, whatever, will just get coming, in the way yeah. of I don't what have time I need for to that. do. Right. Yeah. I don't have time. For it's that. a business for him. Yeah. Um, man, wow, we we're we're, we crime. really got uh, <laughs> we really got away from Groundhog Day, but man, no, it's all part of it because it, it's all a part of the same story. But it, it's it's one of those things. It's it, I love this movie. For me, again, this I watch this one several times a year, but definitely around Groundhog Day, which is why I'm glad we chose it for this week because right. I got to, I was going to watch it anyway, uh, three or four times. So. Uh, just uh, absolutely. I, I walked in the other night. And my my mother in law had been babysitting the the kids, and she was watching Groundhog Day. Uh, that's like, aw- it's even that's better. Awesome. That's like awesome. Like the kids are going to know this movie. <laughs> uh, so for me, this is a definitely watch. Oh yeah, this is a definitely this watch. Definite watch. So overdue movie reviews, man. Uh, number one, we're we're kind of winding down on season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the Comic Con, we will take a brief hiatus. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be a long hiatus because we're still going to be doing another podcast. Yeah, uh, but we'll probably take a couple of weeks off of overdue movie reviews and start season two. After that, I know your wife was like, "Don't stop, don't yeah, stop." Yeah, my wife was like, "Don't stop the reviews. <laughs> Just keep them coming. Don't stop. Don't um, stop." But man, like we're gonna take a, take a like season the season one finale will be at the Haywood Comic Con, which I'm super excited about. That's cool. Iron um, Man, Iron Man, Iron Man for the season finale, and and just look, we go from Superman in episode one, yeah, to, to Iron, Iron Man, and yeah. what it's gonna be seventeen or eighteen. At that point, I can't remember. Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do math. And <laughs> I, I've done a lot of math, uh, but but 2008's Iron Man. Watch it ahead of time because we want you all to participate in yeah. our in our live podcast, which is so cool. We're very excited. So, are we streaming this while we're doing it? I don't. I, I think do we're that? just we're gonna do it live, but we'll record we'll, it and then drop and then we'll it like drop a day it. or two okay. later. We'll probably drop it. I had it somebody ask me last yeah. night, like it's, gonna, <laughs> it's the logistics of it all. Um, but <laughs> that's we'll, why we want you to come. So come out because it's you not going to be, be a part of the podcast, yeah. and then it'll drop the couple of day, couple of days later. Tell all your friends. And you can tell people, hey, I was on this podcast, and you can share it all the way around all around the world. So, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That con will not cost that much, really. Um, and they'll be announcing ticket prices very soon. So check out our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, yeah, everything they share about the con, we'll share. Yeah, we'll share. You know, Definitely we'll share. We want you all to be out there and have all the information that you can as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, super excited about uh, season one. Where I think we're rolling through pretty good, man. It's, yeah, been, it's been a fun it's season. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a whole um, lot of fun. Can't wait for Picture This to come up. Uh, we're going to start rolling promos on that one, so you can go ahead and subscribe early, and then we'll drop episode one. You want to drop episode one the week of the con? That'll be cool. Let's do that. That'll we'll drop. Cool. We'll drop. Uh, we'll drop it that week, uh, sometime between March fifth and March tenth. We'll drop episode one of Picture This, That'll our brand cool. new podcast. Um, and and then we'll get ready to launch a season of that into season number two of Overdue, man. Yeah. 
It's been fun. I, I I've like, enjoyed I'm it. I've enjoyed this. doing this. I love talking and about And thank movies. you all for checking it out because we've seen the likes and loves on um, many of our posts and comments. Please feel free to come in and contact us and talk to us about what you thought about certain movies. Um, I have saw so many people comment on the, which, what is your favorite Bond after we did GoldenEye? Uh, your favorite Bond girls and your favorite Bond theme songs, which Ooh. is so cool. I mean, that's awesome. That, that, that's dang, really awesome. Man, we could we could launch a whole podcast on that. Just on the Bond stuff. And oh Ted, yeah, Ted and Tony's top picks. Yeah, and yeah. Then we'll we take, do we'll that. take a subject each week and take our top favorite oh. Superman, favorite Batman's. Yeah, we could do that. We'll yeah. do that. Look at See? you, y'all are helping us write a new <laughs> podcast. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll uh, be back next week. Or do we, we have anything for next week yet? I don't know, I but we will be back. We will be back. Um, we'll, we'll be back. We'll figure. <laughs> we'll figure. This is our third Bill Murray movie. It, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Scrooged. Scrooged. And then this one. Yeah. Look at that. We're rolling right along. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll 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 be back next week. Keep up with us on uh, our all of our socials. Omr Instagram, underscore podcast, Facebook, Radio Seven Three One dot com yeah. is where we host everything. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to find us all there. And man, get ready for the Haywood Comic Con March tenth and eleventh in uh, Brownsville, Tennessee. And you can go. I'm going to say you can go to um, Tyrone Reed, Tyrone Tony Reed Junior dot com. I am setting up our overdue movie reviews thing where you actually see like a clip of each movie that we review. Oh, look at that. And you can just go to their streaming platform so you can like plug in from there. Um, so, hey, also, um, I will have my novel, Solad, Soldiers of Light Against Darkness there, S-O-L-A-D, and I'll be selling the first and the second book. So if you don't have a copy and you want a copy and you want to get it autographed, this is the perfect time to do so because I will be there <laughs> and I will be autographing them. So be sure to check it out. Um, we got so much, so many more ideas of what we might want to do with future podcasts. So just be looking out for that. If anybody who's listening knows any of the actors or writers that we're talking about in these podcasts, please please have them contact us if they would love to be on the podcast and talk to us while we're doing this, be, these reviews. Yeah, Cause really that would cool. be awesome to actually get <laughs> insight from the people who actually made these movies that we talked about because Wikipedia can tell you so much, but the actual person can tell Tell's you a so whole lot more, more about what they were thinking during that process and what they might have wanted to change or what they wanted to originally do. So anybody who's listening and you have those kind of connections, Feel free to contact us on our platforms, and we'll be happy to contact them and hopefully get them on to talk with us because that would be pretty cool to have them on with us. So that's all I have. We look forward to seeing you at Haywood Comic Con. We look forward to you listening to our next podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Ted. That's our overdue movie review.